Yes, episode 565 on the 12th of September 2022. This debate has read its ugly head again after a few incidents which have shaken the country and the world in terms of accidents and the passengers and the drivers of the said vehicle not wearing seatbelt, whether it's the front seatbelt or the rear seatbelt, whatever it is, and driving beyond the speed limit, it has got this debate up again. But I find this debate to be superficial and artificial, along superficial and artificial line because it's a very simple thing. Why do individuals wear helmets for two-wheelers and seatbelts for four-wheelers? For one simple reason, to avoid fines, to avoid challenges. There is no other reason an individual wears a seatbelt or a helmet or any kind of protective gear. They don't wear it because they want to protect themselves, they wear it so that the authorities, the law enforcement agencies do not catch them and find them. That's the basic thing. And this discussion is a little strange because you have to wear a seatbelt because you have to wear a seatbelt. It doesn't matter whether in the 50s and 60s people didn't wear a seatbelt. The cars were not of that great quality either. The quality of cars improved. We have been debating over the existence of airbags, how many airbags are needed in a vehicle. But it's a very simple thing. If you drive respecting the speed limit, if you don't do all kinds of shenanigans on the road, if you don't break without a reason, you will not be in a position where you will be injured or worse. If you do not follow the speed limit, if you do all kinds of shenanigans on the road, if you overtake from the wrong side, if you do not follow the traffic signals and other road rules, traffic rules, you will be in trouble. But whether the driver is a known person or an unknown person, whether you drive in a private vehicle or in a public taxi, seatbelt one has to wear. Don't be wear seatbelt in an airplane. Whether we think that the pilot is very skilled and will and we will reach our destination, it doesn't matter. In an airplane, you have to wear a seatbelt. If you don't wear a seatbelt, you are in trouble with the authorities. And you can see the seatbelt sign comes on the flight attendants and the individuals involved in the smooth functioning of the plane remind us wear your seatbelt, keep your seat upright. As long as you are in the plane, you have to wear a seatbelt. And we don't even think twice about it when we are in an airplane, we wear a seatbelt without thinking. So why do we need to have so much of thought when wearing a seatbelt in our vehicles? Why do we feel so embarrassed while trying to put on a seatbelt? 
this particular kind of transport. So according to me, since everyone loves the word van, I would use the word van. I will say that autos, as far as possible, should not be allowed on main roads because they're a danger to themselves. The way the autos are being driven, they're a danger to themselves, the passengers and every other vehicle on the road because they're just coming from nowhere. The other vehicles are forced to break, which it can turn dangerous accidents, but I don't think anyone discusses that. Roads and the road conditions are important, but even the smoothest roads, if you don't follow any rules, if you do any kind of shenanigans, if you break suddenly, the best of the roads will not prevent an accident. As I said, roads are important, yes, but even the best of roads won't matter if the driver of the vehicle doesn't follow the rules. It's not the vehicle. It doesn't matter whether you are in a Fiat Ambassador or a BMW or Ferrari. If you don't drive properly, what is driving properly? At this point, even I don't know what is the definition of driving properly. Coming to the idea of rear seatbelt, people have to wear the rear seatbelt for their own safety. Everything cannot be dependent on laws. We cannot wait for law makers to create laws and if you don't wear it, you will be fine. You should wear it because you should wear it. Because it's for your sake. You don't wait for chalans and fines and bills and laws to be enacted so that you can bear the seatbelt. Of course, we know why people don't wear their seatbelts. I'm not going into that, but it's a very simple thing. You don't wear something to avoid something, you wear something so that you don't get hurt. And then if you're driving at 100 miles an hour, it doesn't matter what the quality of the road is, what kind of vehicle are you driving. If you're driving 100 miles an hour in a 60 mile zone on narrow roads, you can't have wide roads everywhere. There will be narrow roads as expected when there are mountainous regions. So why do any kind of shenanigans? Just follow, just follow what is to follow. Wear a seatbelt for your safety. Wear a helmet if you are a two-wheeler. And as far as auto is concerned, avoid that thing because they are not safe. There are no seatbelts, no doors, no safety mechanisms. And if something happens in an auto, there is no way to avoid it, but no one gets. So that's how it is. So rear seat bed, front seat bed, whatever external things you have to wear to protect yourself, wear it because you want to protect yourself. Don't wear it because you think you would avoid fines and chalar from law enforcement agencies or wait for law lawmakers to come with laws. If you wait for that, well then, we can wait for so many things. Use the intellect, wear these things, because you should wear these things. Not because you have to wear these things because of external reasons. But either way, if there's an option, wear it. And the logical thing to do is don't drive at 100 miles per hour in a 50 mile zone or in a 60 mile zone. If you have to slow the speed, slow the speed. That's how things work and that's how it should be.
But what did not work was how the Asian champions went for one team. There is a clarion call that the Indian team is unsettled. Everyone gives the example of the 2016 Asian Champions Trophy, which was held in a similar manner, where before the World Cup, the, the Asian Champions Trophy was in a 20-over format, and it was perfect. They won the Asia Cup. They came close to winning the World Cup. There were no issues with the team, but then sometimes things happen. This time. Different format. That that format was different. That was maybe a round robin format. This was a group format. Let's not get into that. But is the Indian team unsettled? No. Who will be the lucky 17, 18 to make it? I did not think six years ago or three years ago we were even thinking about such things. Who are going to be the people left out? We don't have good enough fast bowlers. We have one all rounder. Who should not be under pressure so much that he collapses on the field? He injures himself. That's the debate that's been going on. But I think we do have a couple of very good all-rounders to support Hardik Pandya. But selectors, the Balila selectors, have a different mind. What are the thoughts of the team management and the coach? What do they want? Is something that can only be known once the team is announced. I will also announce my team, but that won't matter because the team announced by the Vanilla selectors will be the team that will be for the two three-match series against Australia and South Africa and the World Cup. And coming on to the importance or the questioning the relevance of bilateral series, if you're questioning the relevance. Why are you hosting it? Bilateral, if bilateral series do not matter, then why not have more multi-nation events? We could have had a situation where we could have had Australia, South Africa, and India compete in a what one calls a bilateral multi-nation event. We just did that with the Asian Champions Trophy. South Africa was scheduled to come on 28. And Australia was scheduled to come on 28, and Africa was scheduled to come on 20. We could have had us somewhere in the in the middle, and between 20 and other dates, we could have easily had a tri-nation series. All the three teams involved could have been the best practice, but we don't want that. We keep complaining. We want multi-nation series. Bilateral series are irrelevant. And why do we have them? Certain noises are calling for the relevance of bilateral series. Then why do the individual governing bodies oppose them? And then I am surprised that South Africa is being invited again. They just came in for five matches, and the series was spread off for two all. So we could have invited another team, but then how many teams are? Available because you will see England go to a different competitive series. New Zealand is also going to another competitive series. Every country is anyways occupied with their series. Every country is playing a bilateral series. Once upon a time, bilateral series was World Cup. You had four test matches, five ODIs, or you had four test matches and a and a tri series. Why tri series don't happen right now? I don't know. 
what is going on in the mind of the governing bodies i don't know we talked about pack schedule who is responsible for the pack schedule we all know who is responsible for the pack schedule the governing bodies the governing bodies that if there is a clarion call for pack schedule if players are opting out because of the pack schedule and the fatigue that comes along with it what would you change your model no one is calling for that because it's the governing body who decides that from these are the dates where these two teams will play then after that maybe five six day break it involves traveling the tournament the team will play another tournament even if they are fatigued from the previous tournament because what defines fatigue you may think that a nine day break is a lot of time when you spend a couple of days traveling then the players go to their respective homes then they collect again at the venue where they have to play what can be done is follow the hockey model you have a pro league kind of a tournament which goes on parallel to other tournaments like the Asian Cup or the Asian Games or the Commonwealth Games or the World Cup. The FIH, the Pro League happens parallel to other tournaments. It stops in months when the schedule is open, the reschedule it and it goes on. Each team plays the other twice on their territory and on the other's territory and it's perfect. But the governing bodies have something else in mind. So there is nothing one can do to change their minds. That's how things work in this particular situation. But let's talk about yesterday's finals. How do we look at the final of this tournament? As we have looked at the finals before, whether it's a 20 over format, 50 over format, or any other format, I think it's been proven that or half an hour for the ground to clean up and we all know how things work. I had already suggested that we should have a, like, 
retractable roof, even if it's expensive, it can be done. Unlike football, where you can play in the rain, in cricket, you cannot play in the rain because of injury. Even one patch of wet grass anywhere on the ground may lead to a situation where the on-field officials may say we cannot go ahead. So that has to be a very important thing. It may not rain at all in any of the matches. It could be 35 degrees, hot and humid, or as we say, we are going to Australian summer. It could be 13, 35 degrees, and you may not see one speck of rain, or you may see, see rain. I'm just saying that rain should be taken into consideration while the teams plan. Still a month away, so anything is possible, still five weeks away. Anything is possible in this month as teams announce their final 11s and let's discuss something. So a certain Indian player was injured during this ACT Asian Championship because of his adventurism which led to an injured knee and he was, he will and he could have been probably being given several months by his employers and it can lead to a lot of controversy. I have a counter to this. England's player while playing golf also injured himself. But that did not become a big deal. He may have been reprimanded. But that has not even become a headline in any of the newspapers or social media sites or anyone else. But our particular player is being, is being seen as something as a busy, something terribly wrong. To get himself injured or get himself I don't think we should look at this like that. Did he have a right to do activities when he was at the West Day? Yes. Should that player have been careful? Should both the players have been careful while doing their respective activities? Of course, as athletes, you have to be careful. A slip up can lead to months and months of being away from the team and someone else coming in your place. And then, who knows whether you even get a chance in the team or not. As such, discussion of the time. As far as this tournament is concerned, it was the closest you could get to a multi-team tournament. Why don't we have more tri-series? I don't know. What are the, what is the governing body thinking regarding this? But as I said, the International Cricket Council is a toothless body that is influenced by the decision-making of other governing bodies and we all know the Indian Cricket Board lords over such decisions. They influence the decisions of other teams and how other teams schedule their tournaments. I've already talked about it, but the Indian Cricket Board influences the tournaments of other teams and they have a huge sway. Why? Because they have the Mula and they can influence anyone or the team. How do I look at World Cup in five weeks' time? Before you blink an eye, 16th October will be there. And then before you know, 13th October, we may have a new champion. We may see for the first time in the 20 over World Cup current champions, the Fender title, we may see teams like South Africa, Bangladesh, New Zealand, Afghanistan, Zimbabwe, any of these teams who have not won a world 
84. Surprise everyone by winning it to be the city. Obvious teams in India, Australia, England, and every countries win it. Or we could see new champions between Bangladesh, as a possible guest in Pakistan. Why not? South Africa, they have been waiting for decades to win the tournament. New Zealand, they have come very, very close on a lot of occasions. Three finals in the last three years, and they have come very close winning one. So we could see anything as possible. Who will win? I can't predict. There is no hope to see background to this. Champions, old champions or former champions becoming champions again. That's all I can say. And that's all there is to this particular discussion. Thank you.